Don't look under the internet. I can see, like, the vein forming along his forehead. (laughs) Hey, Mike, what was that, uh, that, like, benchmark you were supposed to hit? Is it 25 seconds? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not that. I don't, oh, it was like a minute and a half or some shit. I don't remember. That was so old. I think it was 34 seconds. Was it? Oh, man. For some reason, that sticks out in my head. So who knows? Uh, I forgot all about that. Look at that. A Diluti classic. Throwback after throwback. Throwback after throwback. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Don't Look Under the Internet, everybody. That's Jason. Hello. Hello. That's Doug. What it do? And I'm Michael Keaton. Um, And I'm Batman again. I'm Batman. But I'm not. But I am. Because I'm also a Spider-Man villain. But I'm not. But I am. That dude's just doing it, you know? <laughs> He's an old man playing these these villains and or Batman. I hope, do you think, because in the Batman that he's in, he takes a guy, because there's a, I think it's him, it might be the Val Kilmer one, but, no, no, because it was with the Joker. He, he pushes a guy into a hole and throws a bomb in there, and the man explodes. He's a murderer. No, he just went to sleep. No, he's, he's a for murderer. sure just sleeping. It was a concussion grenade. Yeah, he's just sleeping. Just with yeah. a lot of fire involved. I don't trust that. They just go to sleep. Whenever Batman hits somebody really hard or stabs them or blows them up, he's got special bat juice and all of his weapons that instead of killing you, you just go to sleep. And then he yells at you, start talking. Yeah. <laughs> Where are the drugs? Where are the drugs? Um, yeah. Welcome to Diluti. You're... Uh, your uncle's favorite podcast because you're listening and he's a supportive uncle. So make sure you say hi. Um, Hello. We have a little bit of Diluti housekeeping. housekeeping. Clap above. Clap above the head. <laughs> As you all know, um, we went on like a fucking marathon binger last time. So we haven't actually recorded in like two weeks. I know. Um, we tried to. Yeah. So we we're definitely back. tried. We're back. We got a bunch of uh, uh, patrons. Uh, there's four of you guys here that I want to give a hey hey to, so that's pretty dang cool. Um, we have Jim Rose, which fun last name. That's uh, very very <laughs> like like it sounds kind of like a James Bond thing, you know, like I'm Rose, Jim Rose, and then you shoot a guy. I don't know your shoot life, man. So you, you, yeah, you might actually do that. I don't know your life. Jimothy. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, Cody Richmond. Uh, which sounds like one of those like upper epsilon names, you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, I went to Harvard. My name is Richmond, <laughs> and I mean that in a good way, Cody. Not, I'm not. I don't you. eat margarine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter. Well, you know what? A lot of things aren't butter. So everything that isn't butter isn't butter. But butter is exactly. in a lot of things, like cookies. Like cookies. So you can't say that about cookies. Cookies is butter. That's Ooh, fair, I guess. Have... Cookies, cookies is butter. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> next, we have Jesus, spelled like Jesus, not the classic way. So, is it Kanye? Uh, it's not. It's Johnye. Oh. <laughs> Johnye, got it. <laughs> I don't know. Jeezy, uh, Jeezy, how you feeling, huh? Uh, and then we have Adrian Tuggle, which... I'm sorry I'm laughing a little bit at your last name there because that's a fun name. Tuggle. It reminds me of what's that little that little guy from Legend of Zelda that has that wears the green? 
Oh, and it comes tingle. Out tingle, tingle, yeah, yeah. the fucking tingle. spandex suit and the balloons. Yes, please <laughs> don't, please don't leave the Patreon because I'm talking about your name. I love your name. We I, do. <laughs> it just, it, it's making us laugh a bit. And yeah, we need that in these times. We um, these trying times. These trying times. But yeah, thank you to you four. Um, super appreciated. You guys are awesome. Uh, you're all just a bunch of beautiful, handsome, and wonderful people. Uh, so go ahead and pat yourselves on the back like this. He struggled uh, to do that, just so you all know. Because you've earned it. You've made me, your dad, proud. Um, <laughs> By the way, Mike's your dad now. <laughs> I am your dad. I'm I'm everyone who listens, uh, surrogate father. And he's so going to fill want, you with butter. If you want shitty advice on, like, you know, uh, life and, like, uh, financial Eating advice. habits. Yes, come to me. I will give you the worst advice possible that you should not listen to, but I kind of want you to. If, if you came up to me, like, if you're... If you're on the highway and your tire blows out and you message us and you're Mike, quick, how do I change a tire? I'll just tell you how to get like an ice cream cone delivered to you from Uber f- to your car. What is what is happening right I'm now? I'm going on a tyrant because I'm their dad. <laughs> and going on a tyrant? To they will listen to their father. <laughs> they will respect me. What the fuck? Anyway, now yeah, that I'm done with that. I guess that was that's a the, great segue. That was the upkeep or housekeep. That was the upkeep. Yeah, upkeep step. Now is our draw phase, and then <laughs> untap upkeep draw. Speaking yeah. of dads, though, and respecting them, we start with America's dad in this this episode. <laughs> oh, do we? Truman. God, the fucking bird scooters are just flowing tonight. Tonight we talk about something that we are gonna butcher, and I can already hear the comments coming to calling us idiots because we got oh, yeah. so much shit wrong. And you know what? I prefer it that way. I prefer to butcher it because you know what? This is Duluty. This is don't look under the internet. You fucking figure it out, okay? <laughs> there will be shirts coming soon that literally just say you fucking figure it out. But and... we're, we're gonna yeah. So spoiler, we're covering the Majestic Twelve. Boop, 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 it's fucking high time. Aliens, baby. People have been wanting the alien talk, which I I thought at first there would be way too much of that already. But when I go on YouTube and I type in Majestic 12, <laughs> there's not a Sorry. whole lot there. Sorry, I'm, re- I'm reading the fucking Discord stream right now. Everyone's like, the fuck are you talking You're about? You're about to fucking find out. But yeah, there's look, not look. a whole lot on YouTube about Majestic 12. I type there's it in. There's not a lot about it anywhere, You really. get the most frustrating fucking videos that I've ever seen in my life. And I, if you do this and you're a YouTuber, I fucking hate you. You're just a piece of shit trying to cash in on some dumb algorithm. It is quite literally, they just type out some shit and they just let like this fucking like the, the like Siri voice read everything out. And it's like, I saw that. Actually. I, I know keep, exactly what video you're talking I about. I keep coming across those on everything I've researched. I come across those and it's like, you suck. I hate you. And so it's for, like, for our SCP episode that we're recording later, um, totally didn't do that at all. Well, no, none of that happened. We don't this have is, a text-to-speech no, voice doing anything. We, we swear. Well, this is different because it's oh, us. Because it's us, and we we are outside the judgments and fucking nitpickings of the public. I guess it's, exactly. But uh, I mean, where do we even begin with the Majestic Twelve? Well, before we even begin, okay. I'm gonna just give like a. I'm going to give a nutshell on what they might... A brief synopsis, if like, you will. I'm, I'm not even. Not even. Okay. I'm just going gonna, gonna to list off some words <laughs> that have to do with the Majestic 12. Doug's making a word cloud, and that's all this episode <laughs> is, and you guys get to figure out what the fuck we're talking about. So, I feel like while I was researching this, I was Charlie Day. 
with the, big <laughs> with the board fucking behind yeah, me and, and the red strings, strings and I like I went down a fucking rabbit hole like straight up. There yeah. is no Carol in HR. <laughs> um, so some words that could describe Majestic Twelve. You've got aliens, secret societies, uh, the deep state. QAnon, you've got fucking uh, the Bilderbergers, you've got uh, lizard people, completely you've got Nazis. Bil- completely different business than Build-A-Bear. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just it is shove a burger full of just meats. One's a shadow government, the other is a fun date idea. And so, you're, the shadow government's the Build-A-Bear. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're just a front. <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, but yeah, you're going to hear a lot of things. That's just touching the surface and we're yeah. probably not even going to hit everything that we could possibly we are and like we, okay so we we want to preface this very fucking heavily <laughs> um there's almost zero fucking concrete information about this one so a lot of what you guys are going to hear tonight is the three of us basically what we did is we researched this separately we came to our own conclusions about it and we're just we're just going to fucking talk about it Yes. Um, I would like to just real quick call in to play our uh, uh, sources, at least the big ones that I used. Yeah, go for um, it. There is uh, MajesticDocuments.com. Uh-huh. Um, and the other one is just like a link. I don't really know how else to call it other than cs.mcgill.ca. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those two, we got a buttload of information on and a fun documentary <laughs> that Doug introduced me to. You're welcome. 100%. Oh, also, if you guys have ever heard what of the, the show uh, Above uh, Majestic. Uh, Umbrella Academy talks about what? Majestic 12. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's an do. Umbrella Academy. Um, no, fuck. The, uh, there's two seasons of it somewhere um, called Project Blue Book. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's a good one. I I watched like the first like couple of minutes of the first episode. It's honestly I might watch the rest because it seems pretty interesting. I think I might as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got a I know what's his name. Um, oh, I think I know who you're talking about, but I'm terrible with names. God. But okay, it's Elmo. Elmo. Yep, that's yeah, the one. Elmo. <laughs> but yeah, again, we just want to preface. We're gonna butcher this probably. Yeah, and I I guarantee you again we're gonna see some shitty ass fucking comments in the YouTube or something calling us stupid and we don't know our <laughs> shit. Fine, you caught us. You're correct. <laughs> yeah, you're you, you are not wrong. Correct. Um, but I will say if you leave a shitty comment like that, can you give us like a thumbs up on YouTube and I'll read that shitty comment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking care. So we're not asking for shitty comments, and that's what it sounds like is happening right now. But uh, if you could leave us a good comment too, uh, we'll also read that. Just interact with us. We're fucking lonely. Please, please. <laughs> we're researching aliens. Like, what do you think our life is right I now? I got so please drunk talk to me. watching. I got so drunk watching the documentary, and I could not get through it because just so much garbage. Um, but that's not. We'll talk about that later. Right yeah. now, let's just get into the fucking. If thing. you if you guys uh, listen to our Project Serpo episode, um, you were very def- similar. You're gonna notice some some similarities between this episode and that one, and it's because it might. Might in heavy quotations, shrouded in mystery, and plus one or two silver linings, uh, might have something to do with that. Yeah, they kind of blend together. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually the perfect place for us to start. Uh, something that everyone is familiar with, and that's the you know the classic Roswell crash site. So, it always goes back to the Roswell crash site, which wasn't in Roswell. We, we established <laughs> it's this Corona, <laughs> yeah, Corona, New Mexico, yep. but. Regardless, um, we covered a lot of this in our Serpo episode, so I'm going to spare a lot of detail with what Roswell is, because 
y'all probably already know, and you've heard, probably heard it your whole fucking life at this point, but uh, in 1947 near Corona, New Mexico, a rancher by the name of W.W. Brazel, whose ranch had no phones or radios, reported finding debris on his land. This, of course, was 10 days prior uh, to what people refer to as the flying saucer craze that was taking place in the States at the time. Three weeks later, he connected uh, the debris that he found on his property to the flying saucers that he had seen in the news, which promptly made him go and hide what he had found. So moving forward a bit, once he finally got the government involved, they quickly designated that it was a weather balloon and thus, you know, leaving a lot to be pondered about what was really going on. So we jump 40 years into the future to about 1987. Mm -hmm. Jesus. And we introduce a man named Timothy Good. My boy. Timothy Good. Um, and he claimed to be in possession of a 1950s UFO document. Can we just call him Good Tim? Sure. We can, we can, we can call him that Good if you Tim. want. Good Tim. It's like, okay, yeah. Good Tim. Um, <laughs> I fucking hate this. <laughs> they love you, Good Tim. Okay, so these documents told of a secret committee of 12 authorized by Harry S. Truman in 1952 and explained the crash at Roswell and how it was covered up along with all the alien technology that could have been exploited and how the U.S. should engage with extraterrestrials in the future. Now, if you remember, there's a whole other story that we did called Project Serpo mm -hmm. where this kind of starts to make a little sense with, actually. Yeah. Um how we react to them, how we use their technology. We, you know, had these little gray Ebens that fucking told Eben. us how to do. That's yep. a name we should remember. Yep. Um, but that being said, we're not going to go into that again because we have a lot to cover here. Yes. So <laughs> this led to a ton of back and forth in the ufologist community and whether or not the MJ-12 uh, documents were in fact real or, you know, fake so people were kind of like arguing back and forth in that whole community quite a bit being like can we you know can we prove the existence of these documents can we actually you know see that they're real or not and we'll go over that a little bit later but uh, that was a big big part of this whole thing as well so uh, one of the biggest things that came out of this whole situation was a man named Richard Dottie uh, he had documents purporting to prove the existence of small gray humanoid creatures that originated from the Zeta Reticuli star system, the which is where fucking Serpo is. Mm -hmm. um, and then he even said he've had footage of an interview with one of them, but it never turned up. And basically this dude was telling like a reporter, all of this shit being like, I saw the documents. They're all fucking real. Uh, I've seen these fucking little people. I've seen the videos like this is fucking real. I can prove it. And then what does he do? Doesn't prove it. So great, <laughs> does not great up stuff right there. Uh, but this is like, I want to say this is where we can culminate the like origin story for the Majestic 12. Like this is where the culmination of like us finding out what this secret organization is and what they do. Yeah, that's actually exactly what we want to get to the bottom of. Um, and as Doug said, uh, this was... Honestly, it's it's super hard to nail down like a timeline for when this was actually like this group of people known now as the Majestic Twelve was actually created. Um, and we talked about Timothy Good, sorry, Good Tim, Good Tim <laughs> receiving yeah, the right. documents. Get the man's name right. This Good was your Tim. idea. It was, and I should follow through. 
Um, no, yeah, good Tim. Like like Doug said, he uh, was purportedly in possession of 1950s era UFO documents, um, and they revealed a secret committee of twelve, supposedly authorized by the U- United States President Harry S. Truman in 1952. Um, it was not called. The Majestic Twelve at this point. Actually, there was almost there was no name. This is kind of like the brainstorming uh, session for this group of people to be. Honestly, they didn't even know what they were supposed to be, like what this group was was about. We got um, twelve very majestic looking men on this board. <laughs> what do we call them? Let's call them call them fucking uh, Hubert's uh, Hubert Emporium of Big Boys. I don't know. There I'm we go. A, Hubert's <laughs> Emporium of Big Boys is a much better fucking name than Majestic 12. When, the, I, hear, I, when I hear Majestic 12, I just think of like 12 Fabios like oh, sitting around a round table. You know what I'm saying? They don't like, get anything done because their beautiful long hair just distracts everybody from doing any work. And they end all of their sentences with, I want to sex you up. I want to sex you up. <laughs> you want to sex? Um... But so this was uh, so Truman kind of started the basis for this uh, organization known as the Majestic 12. Um, There's a lot of (laughs) speculation, speculative information about what kinds of uh, information this group dealt with. And it spans across decades, you know, starting um, like we said, back in 1952 and even honestly before then towards, you know, 47 when uh, the crashes in New Mexico were happening. And um, it, it really wasn't until uh, not Eis- or, uh sorry, not Truman. Um, it wasn't really until Eisenhower was in, in uh, presidency. And that is when this gate was given the, the designation of the Majestic 12. And the reason it was called that was there were 12 people that were heavily involved with everything here. Um, Before we get into that, here's a word from our sponsor. (laughs) Raid Shadow Legends. (laughs) Perfect timing. (laughs) Um, Now, before we get into that, there was... uh, um, was, Okay, so you can actually go look at these documents. There are leaked documents on the fucking FBI.gov websites where you can basically see all these memos, all of the, like all of the things that we're talking about right now, you can go and scan through yourselves. Um, But the thing that's the one memo that I read that has a lot to do with this and introducing the majestic 12, um, it was on uh, page three of this leaked Majestic Twelve document. Yeah. So, can you touch on the? Yeah, I'm. I'm. Just I'm, not, I'm gonna touch on this. On that real quick. I'm gonna touch on on this specific portion of the memo very briefly because I know we have some other things to cover before we get into the rest of the documents. Well, I I just mean like the fact that that's on an actual .gov website. Oh yeah, no, that's, it's it's legitimately on FBI.gov. Yeah, you can yeah. find it on a government website. No and, chill. They're just like, here you go. Here, just yeah. have it. Um, to be fair, all of the documents have the word fucking bogus literally scrawled across the entire (laughs) page, which honestly, if I'm looking at a page that has bogus written across it, I'm going to be like, "Hmm, I need to read every word of this because (laughs) somebody's hiding something. Um, But no, so the 11 herbs and spices of the KFC colonel's chicken. 
This is the uh, fuck Corbin, Kentucky. <laughs> we haven't done that in a second. I yes, had, you said KFC, and I just like perfect bing. time. Fuck you, Corbin, Kentucky. Thank you for listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is uh, this is the uh, verbatim quote of one of the memos that was in these leaked documents, and it kind of it goes over what the Majestic Twelve was, as well as like the executive order that created it, etc. Operation Majestic 12 is a top secret research and development slash intelligence operation responsible directly and only to the president of the United States. Operations of the project are carried out under control of the Majestic 12 or MAGIC-12. This group was established by special classified executive order of President Truman on 24 September 1947 upon recommendation by Dr. Vannevar Bush and the secretary, James Forrestal. Now, like I said, there's much more of these documents, but we're not going to get into that right away, mainly because we have uh, some debriefs to go over. But, but hold, hold, hold before Did we start getting butthole? to. Yes, butthole, butthole. Wait, before we get into the G-dang thingies, your, your leaked docus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk a bit more. Okay. 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 I want to pepper in a bit of uh, factual stuff about Mr. Eisenhower. And I say factual because it's all real. Jesus. Yes. Thank you. My aggression gets applause, apparently. <laughs> so, Eisenhower. You know him, Ike? We did, love did you him. just pick a button? I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... During uh, Ike's like first year in office in 1953, he had uh, at least 10 more alien crashes that uh, were recorded um, with 26 dead aliens and four of them alive. Yeah, um, I actually saw this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of the 10, four were found in Arizona, two in Texas, one in New Mexico, one in Louisiana, one in Montana, and one in South Africa. And there were hundreds of sightings of these bad boys. Eisenhower was like, Fuck, man, I got an alien problem. Like, it's like they're like roaches in my apartment. Like, they're all over the goddamn place. So, knowing that he couldn't really just talk to Congress about these aliens, he's like, I'm going to get my best friend and member of the Council of Foreign Relations, fucking Nelson Rockefeller, to give Ooh. me a hand with this. What a name. Wasn't he the, uh, like, the... The son or grandson of like the Rockefeller or some shit. Uh, I honestly don't fucking know. Oh, okay. <laughs> he didn't go that far <laughs> in the research. Well, I, okay. Isn't he? Is he not the OG Rockefeller? No. No. See, I don't fucking know John? these guys. Is it John? D- John John D. Rockefeller is the, so. the 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 Rockefeller. Good for you may him. know him from the Monument Mythos. The yes. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Actually, I bring up the Rockefeller. Uh, uh, fucking thing in this later and not Um, history but so Eisenhower (laughs) and Rockefeller they began to plan out this secret like alien task force essentially uh, which in a year uh, became like came to fruition Um, this is where the actual idea this is where the idea for Majestic 12 was born Um, uh, it was Nelson's uncle Winthrop Aldrich what a uh, name, <laughs> fucking uh, Winthrop. I know, right? He was like the crucial guy that got Ike to run for president, but the entire Rockefeller family was like, we like Ike. We like Go Ike. Go for that guy. Um, and by like uh, executive like 
call Eisenhower in 1954 established a permanent committee known as the Majority 12. And this looks over um, and and conducts all types of like covert activities uh, concerning everything alien. Um, oh yes so you can think the rockefellers and fucking Apparently, eisenhower yeah. for the majority 12 yeah yeah. and you're, you're probably asking yourself michael you big old dingus you you say majority 12 is majestic 12 i'll get to that we're getting there give me a minute we're getting there and by a minute i mean probably like an hour and i'll get there <laughs> oh jesus um but so there's in my opinion it's a little bit of a toss-up on who the members of the majority 12 are because i found two different lists of guys so either two things are happening one you got the ogs that i'm about to list off and the next guys after are like the ones that took over after them so let me i'm gonna just in in insert myself here real quick so what i read about the i saw the list that you're talking about and I, i read a couple other things and then they mentioned a couple of the other things in the documentary i watched but mm-hmm. that being said it seems like when the majestic 12 first started which we actually have no real idea of when they started except for like the signed papers mm-hmm. um they had the six alleged six, signed papers yeah they had six and six of a bunch of different government organizations and then some uh foreign relations as well yeah that all controlled it. everything right mm-hmm. And then what I heard and the way that I think it works is that once those specific government members move out of their respected positions, then the person that takes over then becomes a part of MJ-12. Yeah. I don't know for sure if that's how it works. I mean, that makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, but again, because this stuff sense. is so shrouded in mystery, it's kind of, in my opinion, up for debate. But that one, I think, makes the most sense. Um but uh, the Majestic 12 was made up of uh, Nelson Rockefeller, who was the director of the CIA, Alan Welsh Doulis, uh, I think that's how it is. Uh, he was the Secretary of State. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to backtrack. I apologize so much. Um, <laughs> hey, everyone knows that we're not experts. Like, we're, we're just three drunks that enjoy the this Secretary show. Of State, uh, <laughs> the Secretary of State was John Foster Doulis. Alan Welsh Doulis was involved as well, though. Uh, those damn duelists. Um, yeah. The Secretary of Defense, Charles E. Wilson, uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Arthur W. Radford, the director of the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, although I gave him a JFK accent on that one. I don't know why, but uh, you do you, man. And six men from the executive committees of the Council on Foreign Relations known as the Wise Men. <gasps> now, yes. Now, these men were all members of a secret society of scholars that call themselves the Jason Society or the hey. Jason Scholars. Look, it's him. Hey. You did it, buddy. Um, I'm walking I have a society. I'm walking here. <laughs> um, it also was made up of uh, uh, members who were from the Skull and Bone Society and the Skull and Key Societies, which are from Harvard and Yale, respectively. Yep. Um, the wise men were key members of the Council on Foreign Relations. Um, there were 12 members, including the first six from government positions, uh, thus, the majority 12. Um, the group was made up over the years. Um, uh, I lost my spot. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Reading hard. Reading hard. Uh, the group was made up over the years of top officers and directors of the Council of Foreign Relations and later the Trilateral Commission, which we're going to touch briefly on what the fuck trilateral comes from. Which you, is kind you, of interesting. You were making me realize that I... My section of research was a bit more tame. <laughs> now, are you ready for this? <laughs> I guess. Some of these men, some of these men, Gordon Dean, George Bush, 
there's no I Did can't 9/11. find I can't find if it's George Bush Senior like actually was him or it's just coincidence that this guy's named George Bush. But mm-hmm. I like to think that it was George Bush Senior. Makes sense. He was around that age to be, and he was in that kind of uh, high up. Yeah. So I like to think it's George Bush, and I'm gonna butcher this name. So here we go. Zbigniew Brzezinski. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you not going with, any further than that. You said it with gusto, so. Um, the most important and influential uh, influential, influential of the wise men who served, fuck off, on the majority 12 were John McCloy. He was an American lawyer, a diplomat, a banker, and the presidential advisor. He served as assistant secretary uh, of war during World War II, and he was, like, daily talking to Eisenhower, like, all the time. Um there was Robert Lovett, who was the fourth United States Secretary of Defense. Um, having been promoted to this position from Deputy Secretary of Defense, he served in the cabinet of Harry S. Truman from 1951 to 1953. There is Avril Harriman, who was an American Democratic politician, businessman, and diplomat. Um, let's see. There was also Charles Bullen, who was an American diplomat, ambassador, um, an expert on the Soviet Union. Uh, he helped to shape U.S. foreign policy during World War II and the Cold him. War and helped develop the Marshall Plan to rebuild Europe. George Kennan, who was an American diplomat and historian, he was best known as an advocate of a policy of containment of Soviet expansion during the Cold War. There is uh, also Dean Ackeson, who was an American statesman and lawyer and... Um, as the 51st U.S. Secretary of State, he set the foreign policy of the Harry S. Truman administration from 1949-1953. He was Truman's main foreign policy advisor from 1945 to 1947. Um, now, it was significant that President Eisenhower, as well as the first six ma- majority 12 members from the government, were also members of the Council of Foreign Relations. Um uh, thorough researchers found also that not all of these wise men uh, attended Harvard and Yale. Um, they weren't always part of the Skulls and Bones or Scroll and Key membership through colleges, but um, it was kind of like beneficial if you were part of those, um, yeah. those I guess, clubs, you could call them. I don't fucking know. Hidden societies. Secret societies. Yeah, for sure. Um, a, chosen <laughs> few, a chosen few were later initiated into the Jason Society. Um, they were Hell all yeah. members of the Council of Foreign Relations. Again, um, at that time, they were known as the Eastern Establishment. Uh, the Jason Society is also alive and well today, but now includes members of the Trilateral Commission as well. The Trilateralists ex- uh, existed secretly for several years before 1973 when we kind of figured out what the fuck they were. And the name the Trilateral Commission was taken from the alien flag known as the Trilateral Insignia, which is a flag that was found on the side of some alien spaceships that we found and visited fucking Earth. And during- it kind of looks like the recycling symbol. It does. And I don't so know. We're if- already into alien territory here. I don't know if you guys can hear this. But uh, but Mike is is currently stripping. Now I know what you're thinking, <laughs> Mike. He's taking his clothes off. You said there are two different groups of men, and I got the other fucking group right here. Do you? So I'm gonna barrel through this real fast because Fuck as much it, why fun not? as much fun as it is to list off fucking 24 dudes' names, that's boring as shit. So I'm just gonna beeline through these fuckers. Ready? You have uh, uh Lloyd Berkner. He was an American physicist and engineer. 
Um, he was one of the uh, inventors of a measuring device that has since become standard on ionic spheric stations. And because of him, uh, he also helped bring us a shortwave radio. Um, this motherfucker uh, was like on top of the fucking world, apparently. Um, he was the uh, a fellow of the American Academy of Arts and Science in 1956. Um, the IGY, which is the... Uh, uh, Fuck, where'd I put it? I'm going so off topic. Uh, the International uh, Geos- uh, Geos- Geophysical Year, um, he discovered that, which was like this whole thing. The International Geophysical Year is like, he got the entire world to be like, we need to figure out uh, something about the Earth's atmosphere. Like, what is going on? What is this thing? And he developed that. Well, climate change has been happening Crazy, for right? thousands of years. <laughs> Um, this is the same guy that was like, we should nuke the ozone. <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> to get, just get rid of it. Fuck it. Because that is a thing that came up in this research, and I was yeah. like, I'm a just, I'm a mess. I'm a just uh, Why do people that. think throwing nukes at things is better? Like, did we not cover Alex Kansas with the Suez Canal crab? Like, so, we, we see what happens there. To, to be fair, there's a whole thing about nukes in that documentary that actually was, like, super interesting that I won't go over right now. Uh, we could save that for later when we just want to talk about all the fucking weird <laughs> shit, but, like... <laughs> Oh my God. He was also, he was also <laughs> a member of the president's scientific advisory committee. Um, and he helped develop like um, advanced theories about the atmospheres of the solar system in general. Um, so this guy is a pretty, like, he knows a lot about fucking atmospheres and like space. He's a smart guy. He knows fuck about shit. Yes. We have uh, Detlev Bronk. Uh, he was an American scientist, educator, and administrator. Uh, he is credited with establishing biophysics as a recognizable discipline. Um, Bronx served as president of John Hopkins University um, and uh, the president of the Rockefeller University. Uh, he was also the president of the National Academy of Sciences. Hmm. We have uh, Vannevar Bush. No relation to George Bush. I looked it up. Yeah, I, I thought I, there I was. Thought but that'd be no. exciting, but no. Uh, he was an engineer and an inventor and science administration administrator who, during World War One, headed the U.S. Office of Science Research and Development, um, and throughout uh, and, and through which almost all of our wartime military R and D was carried out through this man. Um, he helped develop radar, um, and he was inside like the early administration of the Manhattan Project. Um, he. Uh, emphasized the importance of the scientific research to national security and economic well-being, and he is responsible for the movement that led to the creation of the National Science Foundation. We have James Forrestal, um, who was the last cabinet-level United States Secretary of the Navy and became the first United States Secretary of Defense. Uh, Forrestal um, uh, uh, was a Navy man, um, and then he kind of got... kind of pushed up the ranks. Uh, he became the secretary of the Navy in 1944. Um, and then, uh, he kind of just kind of built up the Navy of how it is. Like, uh, Roosevelt was like, you build the Navy, like you're figuring this fucking shit out. Um, let's see. There is Gordon Gray, uh, which kind of a cool name. I'm not going to lie. I kind of dig it. Um, he was an American attorney and government official during the administration of Harry, uh, Truman, um, and he is associated with uh, national defense and national security. Uh, there is Roscoe Hillenkuchter, 
Um, <laughs> one more time. Helen Coter. Uh, he was the third director of the post-World War II United States Central Intelligence Group, the third director of the Central Intelligence. Uh, the, I mean, he was, yeah, the director of Central Intelligence. He was the first director of the Central Intelligence Agency created by the National Security Act of 1947. This is the first guy that started the CIA. He served Some as fucking DCI. Heavy names. He he was the director of the CIG and the CIA from 1947 to 1950. And after his retirement from the Navy, he was on the board of governors of the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena. Hmm. You have Jerome Clark Hunsaker. Um, he was an American naval officer and aerona uh, aeronautical engineer. Um, he uh, worked uh, with the with Gustav Eiffel outside of Paris, which led to the first wind tunnel in the U.S. at MIT. Uh, he was instrumental in developing a weather reporting and airway navigation system. Um, Hunsaker uh, was also pivotal in establishing the theoretical and scientific study of aerodynamics in the United States. Uh, he was responsible for the design and construction of the Navy Curtis airplane, the NC-4, which accomplished the first transatlantic fight, uh, flight uh, in 1919. The first transatlantic <laughs> fight. <laughs> just dudes <laughs> just punching each other from different coasts. You've heard of Pacific Rim. Now <laughs> get ready for Gym. Atlantic. Oh, Pacific Gym's pretty good as well, but Atlantic Gym was also <laughs> what I was going with. <laughs> I thought it was Amelia Earhart who flew a bunch of airplanes. Well, he made the airplane. And then... Amelia Remember that Earhart. one time she, she didn't come back. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. Donald H. Menz. Uh, he was one of the first theoretical. Men's. <laughs> yeah. He was one of the... Menzel. Yeah. He Menzel was Washington. Is it Menzel? Oh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Donald H. Menzel. Um, Menz. He was one of the Donald first Menz. theoretical astronomers and astrophysicists in the United States. Uh, he discovered the physical properties of the solar chromosphere, uh, the chemistry of stars, the atmosphere of Mars, and the nature of gaseous nubile. Damn. Um, you have... I'm not done yet. That's a fucking resume. I know. We have Robert M. Montague. Uh, he was a lieutenant general in the United States Army. Uh, he achieved prominence as deputy commander of Fort Bliss, Texas, and the commander of the Sandia Missile Base in New Mexico during the start of the modern ufology and head of the U.S. Caribbean <laughs> Command. <laughs> ufology. Yeah, Oof. Oh, yeah, listen to this. Oof. As deputy commander of Fort Bliss with supposed jurisdiction over the White Sands Missile Range at the time of the Roswell incident and later as commander of the Sandia Base, Montague is presumed by many UFO researchers to have been made aware of the alleged space, uh, spacecraft crash near Roswell, New Mexico, or to have a hand in covering up the evidence of the alleged crash. And his name routinely appears in UFO magazines, books, and other media, like, you know, the movies that do great. <laughs> There's Sidney Sewers or Sowers. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he was an American admiral and intelligence expert. Uh, uh, he was a rear admiral. Uh, he was appointed as the first director of central intelligence in 1946 by Truman, uh, where he would be in charge of the central intelligence group, the CIG. Prior to this, as deputy director of naval intelligence, Sewers uh, had been uh, one of the architects of the system that came into being with the president's directive. He had written the intelligence chapter of the Eberstadt report, uh, which advocated for a unified intelligence system. Um, Sewers also became the secretary of the United States National Security Council. Um, and he was kind of he had a hand in uh, like developing the hydrogen bomb. Um, so isn't that always fun? <laughs> and then we also have Nathan F. Twinning. 
Uh, he was an Air Force general. Um, he was the chief of staff in the United States Air Force um, and then became the third chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Um, he was first member of the Air Force. He was the first member of the Air Force to serve as the chairman. Um, Twinning was distinguished as a Mustang officer, uh, rising from private to four-star general and appointed the highest post in the United States Armed Air Forces in the course of his 45-year career. Finally, we have <laughs> finally we have Hoyt Vanderberg. I know you guys have been waiting a long time to hear this. I name. know I'm finally shutting up. We have Hoyt Vanderberg. He was a United States Air Force general. He served as the second chief of staff for the Air Force and the second director of Central Intelligence. So now that I just blasted you with 24 dudes names to sum it up, here's 24 fucking guys who know a lot about foreign policy is in the Central Intelligence Committees a lot and has a fuckload to do with um, aerodynamics, space phenomena, um, and just overall, like, uh, uh, overall, like, uh, TLD- physics, physics. TLDR, yeah. they science good. They are, they science hella good. It's so good. So much better than we do. But fuck, I know that was a lot and I'm done talking for quite a minute. Yeah. Are you Someone guys- else take over for me. <laughs> I, I got you, man. Um, so you guys, I know that was a lot to ingest and a lot to process. So you guys just heard the 24 names of the Majestic 12, um, <laughs> <laughs> to put it bluntly and stupidly. But um, like we said before, it's kind of like a the, the, the Majestic 12, they, they're not permanent. They, they rotate, they change. Um, and all of these names you can find in some leaked documents about uh, the Majestic 12, which is where you're going to find 90% of any kind of information about this specific topic. Um, you can, like we said, you can find all of these documents on FBI.gov. Yeah. Um, literally if you search majestic 12, it's like the third hit on Google and it just takes you right there and you can see all of these documents, all these memos, the classified bullshit, whatever you want. So without further ado, let's fucking dive into those documents. Um, it's 24 pages. Um, and honestly, a lot of them don't fucking matter. Like to give you an example, the first three pages are literally just classification and designations of how classified these are. It, it remind it remind me of the, uh, like the, uh, the preface for SCPs where it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> warning. This is uh this is classified for anyone below like a level three clearance or like some <laughs> shit oh, like geez, that. I'm only level two. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's three pages of designating all of the following documents as classified. Page four is everything that you heard Mike just talk about. There's my insane ramblings. His insane <laughs> ramblings could be summed up. Um, but to get to the TLDR version. Also, since we're on these names real quick, just keep in mind the one name, James Forrestal. Just yes, keep him in James mind. Forrestal is. Mm, well, he's he's coming back. With a vengeance. We're bringing him back, guys. He comes We're back bringing before him back. he ends, yes. Um, so, here's the 12 names as that are named in this document. You've got Lloyd Berkner, Detlev Bronk, Vannevar Bush, James Forrestal, Gordon Gray, Roscoe uh, Hillencoater, Jerome Clark Hunsaker, Donald Menzel, Robert Montague, Sidney Sowers, Nathan Twining, and Hoyt Vanderberg. And that's... 
you can classify those names as like the well-known Majestic 12, I guess. Like if you were to do just some basic like the surface, OG. Yeah, the OG Majestic 12. Um, it names them off. Um, you get to page five, and this is where you start getting into more about like the specifics of what was seen, uh, what was experienced. Um, and basically what it said was on the 24th of June in 1947, a civilian pilot noticed nine disc-like aircraft over the Cascade region of Washington State, creating mass hysteria. Where have we uh, run into the Cascade region of Washington? I think this goes all the way the fuck back to episode 001, when we were talking about uh, the dream. Strange yeah, dreams. Strange dreams. Was that in Washington? Yeah. This. Do you not remember the... Uh, uh, what the fuck was it? Uh, we're alive and well in Cascadia, or the, yeah. spe- the spirit uh, of yeah. something is alive and well in Cascadia. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. well. That refers to this region, which is the Cascade region, which includes like Oregon, Washington, some part of Canada, but in this specific case, mostly Washington. Um, and this created like mass hysteria. I mean, if you guys walked outside tomorrow and you heard like a weird humming noise, and you looked up and you saw like nine flying fucking saucers i feel like you wouldn't be calm i feel like you'd text me immediately so oh, absolutely 100 I, I actually heard like a little theory on on how people like don't freak out over uh flying saucers because it's it, it's kind of more of a confusion thing that you're not really scared so you're not really like tweaking well, you don't know it's kind of like imagine if you're a bear okay you have no concept of the right, hold on hold on okay i'm okay. there you have no concept of anything outside of your bear world all of a sudden, you feel a sharp, you feel a sharp, like, pinch in your shoulder, you pass out, you wake up, and now you got this weird, like, you, you wake up in a room where there's weird, bipedal, monkey-looking people put a collar on you. You pass back out, you wake up, you're back in the forest, now you got a collar on. You're not as much scared as you are just like, what the fuck happened? What the fuck And just what happened? I just described was just humans... Tranking bears to put a, a, a tracker um, on them. So they there's, can there's so many things that I want to bring up right now that we actually directly eat. relate to we this can't. whole thing. We have to keep going, though, because yeah, we're fucking please. 45 minutes. Yes. In. So, OK. Um, so page five again, June 24th, 1947. You get the the uh, the account of a civilian pilot noticing nine disc like objects over Washington state uh, or the Cascadia region. Um, you also get news Inc, a news anchor that reports a craft that crashes near the Roswell Air Base, which was not named that at the time. I don't remember what the fuck it was named at the time of, but it became known as Roswell, as Lost everybody well. should know. Um, in July, on July 7th, 1947, apparently that's when the recovery of the object began, you know, for science. For science. Um, they, for, you know, research and development, they wanted to study what was a part of it, what we could use, what we couldn't use, what we could actually understand, etc. Um, four human-like creatures were ejected and fell to Earth about two miles away from the wreck. The baddies, the, the baddies, the <laughs> bodies were badly decomposed, um, mainly because it was a week before they actually got to them, which, I mean, yeah, predatory, like, wildlife in the area, like, there's so many factors building into that. Which also, I I was wondering, what happens if an animal eats an alien? Like, do they, like, what like what the fuck happens? They become super animal. I think that's how like werewolves or something are made. I'm I hope so. That's how we get cryptids. <gasps> oh, <gasps> it all goes back to the majestic twelve. Um, 
and <laughs> again, in true Men in Black fashion, after so after these these bodies fell to Earth, um, obviously there was a ton of attention around it. But again, in true Men in Black fashion, they declared this a a weather balloon, a misguided weather balloon accident. Always the fucking weather balloon. See, there's some swamp Always gas came off up, of Venus, hit a balloon. Yeah. Um, you go on to page six, um, and this is actually where you get into some of the specifics and you see that Dr. Bush and general twining are involved and they decided this craft was, uh, was for recon. Basically this, this craft was apparently like checking us out, seeing what was going on over here for what purpose, who the fuck knows. Um, this is where we actually dub these creatures as EBs or EBEs, um, which if you listen to our Project Serpro episode, you will know that this is where the term Eben came from. You can fuck them. You can, you can fuck them, You can them, have sex with an Eben. According to Project Serpro, yeah. So this is kind of like, I saw that term and I was like, holy shit, it's Project Serpro all the fuck over again. It's all coming together. Yeah, that's great. Um, so it, EBE is, is what it is referred to, and that is extraterrestrial biological entity. Um, alien life form. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's an alien. Um, I'm here to eat your cat. He doesn't eat cats. These don't eat cats. I don't think. Maybe I don't know. I'm putting words in their mouth. <laughs> I shouldn't do that. Um, so they check out this this crash site, and they cannot find a single like source of propulsion on this craft. So they deem it that it was incinerated and basically vaporized on either entry or crash or whatever happened. Um, and this led to the creation of the U.S. Air Force project called SIGN, S-I-G-N. And its purpose was to find out how these things fly and their purpose. Now, Project SIGN was turned into Project Grudge uh, in 1948, and underneath Grudge formed a group named Blue Book. Which or, I will go over. Yes, I'm, I'm going to leave that where it is. Just know that that's... Uh, Honestly, we're going to cover a lot of topics in the future that have to do with Project Blue Book. So yeah. keep that in the memory banks for a lot, sure. A lot of the topics that come out of the Majestic 12, we will be covering on their own episodes more than likely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, now we're going to go ahead and fast forward to December of 1950. So again, in these documents, it outlines in December of 1950, a second craft impacts the Texas-Mexican border and most of the wreck was absolutely incinerated, which means no actual viable information comes from finding this wreck. Um, but the important thing is, is, after this, we kind of get a, a purpose for this group. Like we beforehand, it was very, very open ended. It was very like, well, you know, we're all about you know, aircraft and how they fly, etc. Like it was very it was not well defined. Now we're getting a much more well-defined uh, parameter for the Majestic 12, which is the study and research of unidentified flying objects that have crashed or entered um, just at least the U.S.'s airspace because we can't do much else about the rest of the world. So, yeah. But that's kind of where it was defined. Um, and then we move on to the rest of the fucking documents. Which <laughs> yeah, there's is, what, like 27 of them total? It's 24 pages 24. total. And after page six, you can stop reading. <laughs> you can just fucking stop. <laughs> because page seven says, it's, it's like a paragraph and a half, and it all boils down to the very, very simple statement of, yeah, this document is completely bogus. Um, page eight was a bad scan, so you couldn't really read anything on it. 
And then page nine, again, more reaffirmation that this document was bogus. And then page 10 is literally the start of just a, a copy, like a smaller copy, or like a celluloid copy of the, the actual documents without the bogus <clears throat> things scribbled across it. So, yeah. And that's that's the worst part about those like pages that come after page six is like that big bogus that's written on it's, the text. It so makes it unreadable. Up. It I spent so much time just like zooming in and trying to like decipher shit. I eventually got through it, and the payoff was not great, Mm-mm. as you just heard. Like most of it was <laughs> the document claiming that the document is bullshit. Um, but again, that's from the government, so. Obviously, if somebody doesn't want something being let out, they're going to say, yeah, this is bullshit. So who actually knows? One of the things that I saw uh, was that uh, if you look at the document like really hard, there's a bunch of like misspelled words in it and like just like poor grammar and stuff like that that's going on. Um, And they kind of speculate that this was like the first draft of the document that they wanted to purposely leak to the public. So oh. that when they made the finished draft, oh, people will think it's not real. People would a think it's not real, but the finished draft would be completely different and actually contain all the redacted information that mm. we didn't see in the fake. Because a lot of this, uh, there's a lot of people saying, like in the ufologist community, that um, these documents are real, but they are real to have presented a hoax. Like they were there on purpose to make people speculate. Yeah, it's there to keep you off the trail. So now that we know all the the members, uh, kind of where the origin story is for the Majestic Twelve, uh, we've mentioned a bunch of projects, um, specifically uh, Project Sign and Grudge uh, so and? far, and Blue Book. Um, so I'm going to go over a bunch of the projects that either a came before what we know as the Majestic 12 or came after, um, it's really hard to pinpoint um, like where these projects fall in the line as far as where MJ-12 is technically considered to be a part of. It Yeah, the, the timeline's fuzzy. It's very fuzzy. Yeah. Uh, when you, if you ever like do research on this yourself, you'll find out that if you search up MJ-12, you're going to go into this like weird rabbit hole yep. of everything that isn't MJ-12. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which I think the rest of the episode is about to happen. <laughs> like basically yeah, like the yeah. rest of this episode is going to be us talking about things that have nothing to do with MJ-12, but like have everything to do with MJ-12, which makes no sense. I'm fully aware. Oh, yeah. Um, so that being said, uh, let's take a look at some of the projects that were, uh, you know, shrouded in mystery uh, through MJ-12. So as we talked about, we talked about Project Blue Book, um, and this was the code name for the Systematic Study of Unidentified Flying Objects by the United States Air Force from March of 1952 to its termination on December 17th of 1969. Nice. Um, <laughs> Very so nice. the project uh, headquartered at Wright-Patterson uh, Air, Fe- Air Force Base uh, was initially directed by Captain Edward J. Uh, Ruplett. Uh, and then followed projects of a similar nature, such as Project Sign, which we had talked about earlier, yep. uh, established in 1947, and Project Grudge, obviously. So, yeah, which yeah, Sign turned into Grudge, just as a reminder. Yeah. Uh, so Project Blue Book had two primary goals. That was namely to determine if UFOs were a threat to national security and to scientifically analyze UFO-related data. So basically, during Project Blue Book's like 
whole run, I think there was close to like, I want to say 20,000-ish sightings that they recorded and Jesus had, you know, full proof of. Um, 20,000? Just about, yeah. Fuck. It's maybe a little less than that. I'm just kind of rounding up. But that being said, like literally all of the fucking um, stuff that they did was pretty much that. Uh, like the the government was just like, yeah, we're canceling you, and all your findings are fake, and they just stopped it. Sounds about right. So I don't quite know why they did that exactly, or what happened with Project Blue Book that made the like whoever you know decided to nix it to nix it but like i'm assuming that with the amount of people working on project blue book and the amount of sightings they were having they were like all right we gotta like control this like Mm -hmm. we can't we can't let this get out and there was probably too much stuff being leaked and that's honestly like if you think about the time frames from where they were Mm -hmm. think about how like much ufo sightings we have from that era it's so it's that's where the majority of all sightings come from that era like, like it's a fuckload yeah, and it's it's fucking wacky. And then um, I, I don't even know. Like I, I feel like now I really want to watch the show. I want to see what I want to <laughs> see what it's all about. The same. I want to watch fucking uh, Project Blue Book so goddamn bad. Um, so I forget where that's at. It's either on Prime or Tubi or some shit like that, or Peacock. One of those three. Go look it up. Go cock, watch the show. Peas. Yes, maybe HBO. I don't know. Um, okay, so. That's Project Blue Book in a nutshell. Um, like I said, I'm not going to like deep dive any of these things. I'm just going to kind of give a little explanation of like what's happening here. Um, so we also come to the NSA, which you guys probably know is the National Security, uh, Security Agency. Um, but President Truman created the secret National Security Agency by secret executive order on November 4th of 1952. Its primary purpose was to decipher the alien communications that we were receiving in languages um, and establish a dialogue with them. So the most urgent task was the continuation of an earlier effort, which was called Codename Sigma. And this secondary purpose for the NSA was to monitor all communications and emissions from any and all devices worldwide for the purpose of gathering intelligence on both humans and aliens and to contain the secret of alien presence. So not only was the NSA, which is still around today, obviously, mm-hmm. for them to be able to, you know, spy on us, essentially, but it was also to be up to date with what aliens were doing and what they were talking about and how we can make a dialogue with them. So, like, I don't know. We've got this real world stuff that we know and have prior knowledge of. Right. But also now we have this, like backlog saying oh but it's also for this right this weird shit that's happening that you guys don't know about like (laughs) it's real convenient and now i just want to say i have no proof of any of this shit i'm just throwing shit at i'm just telling you what the internet told me much like our last 51 episodes (laughs) we don't have much proof (laughs) here's another thing i don't have proof for uh it's called project red light Uh, And this was formed uh, and basically an experimentation and test flying alien aircraft. Uh, Basically, a super top secret facility was built at Groom Lake in Nevada in the uh, midst of the weapons test range. And it was codenamed Dreamland. So this installation was placed under the Department of the Navy and clearance of all personnel 
required Q clearance as well as an executive uh, presidential approval, which is extremely ironic because most of the presidents don't have clearance to visit the site. <laughs> um, I actually so sorry to cut you off. No, but you're like, fine. I actually uh, so I read something about this in these these documents, these uh-huh. leaked documents about how so they create a buffer between the president and the information that's yep. actually up to date. And I'm sorry if I'm stepping on no, like, no, no. I, thunder I, about it, but I know it, exactly where you're going with this. Yeah. So they, they create this, this buffer zone where like the information gets found out and then they vet the information and they give the president only the most pertinent information to like something that's going on. That's worthwhile. More we or found less. an alien and boat outside of the Atlantic ocean and then they just redact everything. It just says we found, we a, found boat. a a boat. We and found that's a boat. It. Yeah. It, and, that, <laughs> but, and that's what the president gets. And that it's funny because they pick and choose which presidents they want to yes. inform of the, like their agenda. So like, yes, not every president gets the full truth on like the alien timeline. Yeah. I guess you would call it. Uh, they'll, they'll either tell you the truth or they won't. Um, and they might even not tell you the whole truth, even if they're telling you the truth, if that makes sense. Yeah. They'll just be like, oh, well, here's some info, I guess, if you want. Um, They'd be like, uh, yeah, something hit hit the, the desert in New Mexico. It was probably an F-15, but, you know. And that's like, that's the report. Could have been a it rock. It was a big bird. <laughs> it was a giant. Large bird. <laughs> It was just it was Big Bird. It was it was Big Bird. Um, He's dead. We're gonna have to issue a statement on Sesame Street. Uh, but yeah. So that being said, um, if you guys haven't noticed by now, the things that we're talking about, like with excluding the president on pertinent information on aliens and what's happening, um, it's probably gonna lead you into the assumption that we're now getting into what I guess I would call the deep state or. Yeah, the the secret world government that actually controls everything beyond the new what world we know. order. Um, and we'll definitely talk a little bit about that a little later. But if you didn't realize it, here you go, uh, putting it on a silver platter for you. So um, this alien base, uh, Dreamland, uh, basically uh, exchanged technology um, that actually took place uh, in a place known as S four. And this was also codenamed the dark side of the moon. So basically they're exchanging alien crafts, alien technology, testing it out themselves, trying to figure out how to make it work, how to make it better, how to basically extort it for America's gain. Again, this goes back to fucking Project Serpo. Uh, Absolutely. Because that's that's like that was the whole basis of that whole mission was to basically exploit the shit out of an alien civilization, gain their technology, and apparently and that's why them. we have transistors. So pretty much what I've gathered from this is that not only have we been doing this for a long fucking time, like back before, you know, Jesus Christo, um, fucking we've been taking alien technology since the pyramids, since before that, and basically having aliens tamper with human life. Uh, one of the big things that I actually that's, heard uh, the the plot of Eternals, the Marvel movie Eternals. Oh, that's oh, super cool. I haven't seen that yet. I haven't either. Oh yeah, they 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 develop all the technology for humans and give it to them, but they hmm. they like di- chime it back a bit. Like they're in like uh like Mesopotamian times and uh oh. the guy's like crafting stuff and he's like I call it a steam engine and like it can get them to travel very fast and very far and they're like they're not ready for that. Give them something easy and he's like. Ah. Here's a plow. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'll help them with their gardening. And they're like, just give them cows. Yeah. That, that's like uh, the whole alien versus predator premise yeah, where yeah. predators showed up on Earth to give humans technology and ancient, you know, the Mayan civilization, the Aztec civilizations. And the reason they were wiped off the face of the Earth is because they unleashed the xenomorphs. And I prefer to substitute that reality for actual reality. Oh, absolutely. If I'm being honest. So bringing me back to my main point right. I was trying to make. Uh, is that uh, we've had alien interaction for a long time, and whether it be you know under the Majestic 12's physical order, um, we've been dealing with aliens uh, longer than you know any of us have been alive. Uh, you've got you know draconians living in the center of the earth apparently who oh, I'm so excited about where this is going. I'm gonna go off on a small tangent here, and I apologize. You've got the Draconians living in the middle of the Earth who apparently are terrible, <laughs> terrible aliens that want to basically eat all the people on Earth and do their agenda is much worse than any other of the alien agendas that we know of, I should say. Look up Hollow um, Earth. Yeah, Hollow Earth. Fucking, um, they apparently help the Nazis uh, exterminate a bunch of Jews and do all of the you know, uh, concentration camps and basically wipe out any enemies that you know, Germany had, they apparently were behind all that. And then you've got all of, you know, the, the Ebens that are helping us get technology because they think we're ready. And basically there's a whole bunch of other things saying that when we tested the first nukes out, that gave like a signal out to the, the universe basically that said, Oh, they're at this level of technology, but boy, are they not ready for that? <laughs> so they came to earth and started basically powering down all the nukes on earth and like, Basically saying, hey, you can't do that yet. Like, you guys have no moral values whatsoever, so we're turning your nukes off. Draconians. Which, honestly, good, good, good idea. Very good idea. Yeah, but basically, long story short, uh, we have a bunch of different alien forces trying to push their agendas on us, apparently. And I say this very loosely, obviously. (laughs) Like, this is all fucking hearsay. This is all, like, theorized. It goes back even further. There's theories that fucking Jesus... And the angels are aliens. Like that's well, okay. If we're being honest, uh, have you read to get? Have you seen what an angel is supposed to fucking look like? Well, there's there's so there's different classes of angels, but right? That, but that you, have, have you seen what ones. any of them are supposed to look like? Because none of them look human. Are you the, are you the, familiar with Chariot of the Gods? Yeah, Ooh, kind of. The, I have that the, book. The, yeah, okay. by Eric von Danovich or Danovich or whatever his name is. It's oh my very god, good you book. would you would enjoy that. There's a couple subclasses of angels that look like people. Like once it gets to Archangel, like fucking Michael and all them, the ones up is they're not people anymore. But no. those guys do kind of resemble people. They're writhing, bit. skinny, tentacly winged, eyeballed masses. Which again goes back to my theory of that H.P. Uh, Lovecraft just is the angel Gabriel. Hell yeah, let's go. I'm about that. <laughs> Anyways, getting back on track here. Uh, yeah. I, I wanted to go on that little tangent because I knew it, it just, it was all culminating and it oh, had yeah. to come out. The um, tension is peaking. And we didn't even touch on the Nazi space submarines. <laughs> Yo, we could do a whole episode on 
all things Nazi alien, Nazi Honestly, warlock. Yeah. Like that Hitler shit is so fucking, fucking whacked out. Man. Nazi witchcraft and Nazi alien technology. Just the like, occult in general. Oh, it's it's fantastic. We hired like twenty five like high level oh project Nazi scientists. Oh yeah, probably like seven hundred. My guy. I, it's, I mean, it's a like load. Yeah, I, I know it's a lot more than that, but there's like twenty five high level ones that like oh like influenced like America and where we are today, and it's like kind of fucked up. Oh yeah, like rockets, space travel, like you name it, like all German Nazi NASA scientists. Man. Never a straight answer. That's what NASA is. There's that. There's that theory. <laughs> oh my god, you piece of shit! You are garbage. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> Here, you get this. Yes, sad trumpet your ass. Okay, for real though, let me get back on okay, track. Okay, back on topic. All right, so I only have two more projects. Um, the last, or the second to last, I should say, is called Project Snowbird, and this actually directly was influenced by Project Red Light. So, Red Light was to take the technology and figure out how it worked and make our own, right? Project Snowbird was uh, basically to explain away of any sightings of the red light crafts uh, being Air Force experiments. So we had all this shit going on in the government, and they wanted a way to, to like cover it up. They were like, yo, how do we make people stop fucking freaking out? So basically, Project Snowbird happened, and um, basically we started the, – the Snowbird crafts were manufactured using uh, conventional technology, and they were flown for the press on several occasions to kind of just – debunk uh alien sightings and they were like you know what? get off our fucking back you piece of shit you we're tell gonna them. <laughs> we're gonna fly some of these fake fake alien ships around so that you guys stop fucking reporting everything to us that we already know so pretty much project snowbird came out and they were very successful on declining public sightings of ufos and they were pretty steady until recent years so uh, that was Project Snowbird, which I guess makes sense. The camera. I have a camera in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> cool, I guess. But uh, uh, Mr. What? FBI agent, if you're listening to us right now, and his I know you can hear us. His name is Greg. I've I've ascertained that much at bare minimum. That's fair. He's a listener of the show. <laughs> he has to be. Well, <laughs> like that's his job. <laughs> I just he just monitors us. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. But uh, we're sorry we're giving away all your secrets. Um, and by sorry, he means we're not. We're and not also sorry. fuck you, Greg. Yeah, fuck Greg. Um, okay, so the last project that we're going to come to is called Project Moondust and Blue Fly. So Project Blue Fly is an operation uh, that has been established to facilitate expedited delivery of foreign technology of uh, moon dust or items of greater technological intelligence. So basically, in a nutshell... This project was to take anything that's come out of the sky, land it on the Earth, and collect it. That is of alien origin. Project Moondust uh, is a specialized aspect of its overall material exploitation program headquarters, USAF, uh, established Moondust to locate, recover, and deliver descended foreign space vehicles. So they're pretty much the same thing. I know that doesn't that sounded like a jumble of words, <laughs> but basically, moon dust is to recover vehicles. Blue fly is to recover any other technology. So they're the same project, pretty much. Just one's more detailed. Yeah, one's locating objects. One's locating vehicles. One's like looking intact. for 
the space Toyota Camry. The other's looking for whatever the fuck is left over. It's like in every game where you're like, are we gonna, are we gonna, you know, go science route or are we gonna go army route? And we're gonna, we're gonna just put both of those in, and we're gonna take the vehicles and we're gonna take their technology and we're gonna make them fuck. And you get Project <laughs> Moon Dust and Blue Fly. Hopefully that made sense. Thank you very much. I am out. <laughs> no, mine's good enough. Yes. I am uproarious applause for Dougal's. Mic drop. Boop. I loved um, it. I can't really think of much else. I that... fucking can. Well, okay. <laughs> I have what? a whole lot more. I understand that you do. Here I, we go. I cannot. So. <laughs> All right. Take it away, Mike. I will not finish this sentence. So. <laughs> remember that name I brought up before. James Forrestal. Never heard of him. Let's listen to this. This motherfucker was like, I don't think we should keep this shit secret. We should tell the public. And uh, everyone was like, no, that's not going to happen. So he got this like very, very freaky paranoia that he was being watched and followed. Yes. He was later said to have have suffered a mental breakdown and was admitted to the Bethesda Naval Hospital. Again, said. Said to, yes. Where he, the, the, the... the majority 12 was worried. Thank you. Was worried that he would start to talk again and he had to be isolated and discredited. If you know what I mean? So administered amnestics and separated from society is what that means. No, not this time because they straight up just these CIA guys came around and, uh, you know, trigger warning, tied a sheet around his neck and pushed him out a window and he fell to his death. He didn't, he, okay, to, to clarify, he was not strangulated. The sheet broke, so he fell to his death. Yes. From whatever window they he pushed him out. He was the first victim of the Majority 12 cover-up. And I say first, because here's the second one. They done killed JF fucking K, man! JFK threatened to reveal MK12, or MJ12, for their fucking, uh, what they've been doing, because Here's another fun fucking thing. The people that created the Majority 12, they also just started to peddle fucking drugs and everything throughout the entire world through the CIA. They developed the international <laughs> drug ring that the CIA is known for now. So JFK's like, I'm a fucking show everyone about this. They fucking killed JFK. You guys. And then. This goes so deep. You like, got the fucking. So deep. When the Watergate scandal broke out, <laughs> President Nixon. Uh, was like, oh, you know, I can write out this impeachment, man. I'll be just fine. The majority twelve. The majority twelve was like, no, 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 no. Because if you go, if 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 you go to to Congress and they try to impeach you, they're gonna dig up a whole bunch of fucking files on us. So they're like, you need to resign. And he's like, fuck no, I'm not gonna do that. So. The Joint Chiefs of Staff sent out a top-secret message to the commanders of all of the United States Armed Forces and with a statement that said, Upon receipt of this message, you will no longer carry out any orders from the White House. Acknowledge receipt. And then five days after that message was sent out, Nixon conceded and renounced his presidency. Also! Also. There was a contingency plan formulated for the by the majority 12 to throw everyone off the fucking tracks. This plan was known as the Majestic 12. This is where the fucking name came from. They were called the Majority 12, but now it's the Majestic 12. It was implemented with the release of more uh, Shandera and the freedmen of the... Uh, they perpetrated, per- perpetrated this genuine Eisenhower briefing document, quote-unquote-unquote-unquote. The document's a goddamn fraud. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, this is an Alex Jones level rant. The document lists the executive order as number 092447, a number which does not exist and will not exist for quite a long time at this present rate. Truman wrote executive orders in the 9,000 range. Eisenhower wrote them in the 10,000 range. Ford was the 11,000 bracket. Reagan only got up to 12,000. Executive orders are numbered consecutively no matter who occupies the White House for reasons to keep records fluent and cognitive and to prevent confusion. The executive order is only one of several fatal flaws contained within the document. The plan so far has thrown the entire research community off the trail for several years and has resulted in the waste of expenditure of money looking for information which does not exist. It resulted in a total waste of grant by the Fund of UFO Research of $16,000, which was given to Staten Friedman, you know him, Jason, yep, to research the information. Many thousands of man hours have gone into looking for a red herring. And if you doubt the secret government's ability to run you through the Rose Garden, you had better think again, mister. Another contingency plan <laughs> oh is in force, and it is working today. It is happening to you, the listener. It is the plan to prepare the public for the eventual confrontation with the alien race. The public is being bombarded with movies, radio, advertising, and TV depicting almost every aspect of what the true nature of the alien presence is. This includes the good and the bad. Look around and pay attention, you fucking quackhead. The aliens are planning to make their presence known and the government's preparing you for it so that there will be no panic. The worst contingency plan has also been implemented and is in the works right now, people. Right fucking now. For many years, now they have been importing drugs and selling them to people and mainly the poor and the minorities. Social welfare programs were put in place to create a dependent, non-working element of our society. They began to remove the social welfare programs in order to develop a large criminal class that did not exist in the early 50s and 60s. They encouraged the manufacture and importation of deadly military firearms for the criminal element to use. This was intended to foster a feeling of insecurity, which would lead to the American people to voluntarily disarm themselves by passing laws against firearms. Incidents were to be staged to speed up the process by using drugs and hypnosis in a process called Orion. On mental patients in the CIA, and they... and calculated the desire in these people to open fire on schoolyards and inflame the anti-gun lobby. This plan is well underway and so far is working as planned. The plan must not succeed. That is verbatim from the uh I was gonna CS. say Mike copy and pasted all of that and the the crazy rantings of someone who has very, yeah. very high political so agendas. I do not uh share this person's uh views, but I just what a fucking, what a tangent this man went on. I was like, I got to read this. That's verbatim. CS.McGill.ca. You did a, oh yeah, no, that you, you embodied oh. the, the spirit of that man's ranting. Of a man for who sure. stood inside of a fucking, uh, looked at a chalkboard for far too long with red string on it. Did, I mean, did we, all, okay, so did we all read through that entire document? And you know what? Yeah. We did? I assume so. I did. Did you read th- I, uh, the clearly. page one? Yeah. yeah. Yes. It, we all agree that you did that reading justice because that's the tone I fucking took when I was reading that one was just some ranting madman. This man has been sitting in front of a board with like red strings all tied around. And you know where they all connect to? Cloverfield, the movie. Oh now, my stop. God. Are, are you moving fucking forward? kidding 2008, me? JJ Abrams. Are you, are you kidding me? For the CIA me? and the are FBI. Are you kidding me? 
If you put the first letter of all of the <laughs> words in that document together, you have the entirety the of the script of Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> so what? not only it's it's Cloverfield Shrekception. <laughs> that would... is the Majestic Twelve. We are Deludi. Good night. <laughs> I don't. I. I guess we have to end it there. Wait before you do. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fucking genius sign off. That was, but I gotta. I gotta. But clearly, we have more to talk. Well, about. I got a linktree.com/slash/deludypod. No, I gotta buff that yeah, in there yeah, yeah, because yeah, how else are they gonna we find gotta, us? We got a real or not, real quick. Oh yeah. So, um, count of three, real or fake? Ready, boys. Oh, before we do this, can I go ahead and mention one small? thing? Oh yeah, you want to touch on your boy, right? Yeah. Um, whoa, Stanley whoa, Rephrasing. Touch your boy. I want to touch my boy, yeah. Uh, um, so one of the things that is going to ring true throughout the entire story of the Majestic 12 is the fact that after everything is said and done, um, apparently most ufologists agree that this is just it's, – it's fake as fuck. However, from what I looked into um, – I looked through basically uh, a list of like the most uh, renowned ufologists across Earth, and Earth. the majority of them actually don't agree that this is fake. Uh, the more majority of them have not found any reason for this to not be authentic, which goes very much against the uh, the memo or the the release documents that were that I, that I went over earlier. Um, they, they do think this is fucking real and I'm pretty sure whoever released these documents is just making shit up. <laughs> They're just putting words in their fucking mouth. So I wanted to give that before we went into real or fake. So with that in mind, what do we think it is on the count of three? Mike, can you count us yeah, down on, on three? Go ready. One, two, three. Go. I, don't, I don't know. Real. Real <laughs> as fuck. This shit goes all the way to the top. There's some I, details that I don't think is real, but correct. I think the overall yeah. idea is for so, sure. So I said I don't know because, I, I mean, I legit don't. And on top of that, this seems, it it seems like speculation across the board, but, but, but after doing the Project Serpo episode and seeing like, the similarities. That's why. That's why I think it's real. That's I'm leaning towards real because there's a lot of crossover. There's so much overlap, and it's all it's 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 all verified, and it's Absolute, all the same information. Absolutely, bro. From, like, dude. So, so here, okay, we have twenty. Okay, it's the Majestic Twelve. I get that. We have twenty four people who are involved with this, right? As at least named. To be involved well, this, right? It, so technically, it's even more than that because we have yes. people that have moved out of their position, right? Now, like absolutely moving forward, and again, let's say okay, minimum twenty four, right? Minimum, they are all corroborating the fucking Project Serpo story. Collaborating, yeah, collaborating the yeah, yes. They're, <laughs> no, they're they're corroborating the shit out of it because. Uh, again, not with like the details and the specifics about like planet even and like their time spent there, but every event that happened on Earth has been basically verified from outside sources. Okay, so the thing that fucks me up to go on your point exactly is the fact that in the whole research of this whole thing, not once was Project Serpo brought up in and any document the... on any website. Yeah. I'm Project so Serpo is like 
its own whole world, but it corroborates the whole thing. The whole th- timelines are the same. Fucking the 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 names. Okay, names are similar, but I mean that's easy to fucking fudge or at least do a one off of. Yeah, but like timelines are the same, events are the same. Like the fundamental information is identical between Project Serpo and uh, Majestic Twelve. Like, and that's. Honestly, when we were doing the Project Serpo episode, I wish we had looked into this because I think prior, yeah, but yeah. my my like my whole take on the whole the whole episode would have been way different. Well, that's that's the great thing about aliens and just like all this stuff that we're doing because like a for some reason our Stardust Ranch episode just like started doing really well on YouTube and I'm not sure what like prompted that but like Zach Baggins it was probably Zach Baggins Uh, but (laughs) I hope everyone at home heard Doug's hand motion (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's something about like aliens and the the stigma behind everything like we literally had um, like I think it was literally, yeah, it was 2020. We literally had, like, the Air Force say, yeah, aliens are real. Like, we can't disprove any of this. Oh, yeah. Like, we had that happen, and, like, n- like there was literal to, like, little to no coverage on it. Like, we had that happen in our our timeline. <laughs> Honestly, like, if, you were, if you were three years old, that happened in your timeline. Like, it was very fucking recent. I don't I don't understand like why more people aren't talking about the fact that like we have proven that there are unidentified flying objects that are things that we cannot tell you what they are. Um, and obviously for the public's sake, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, these are some fucking Omicron Percy I hate coming to fucking <laughs> kill the world. Uh, but like we have everyone. Oh God, I don't even know how to put this into words. To be quite honest with you, it's just we we like we are living in a time where we are going to prove the existence of aliens. We have the fucking Mars rover finding these like little weird things on Mars right now. Yep. I don't know if you guys have been seeing that. Yes, we have a new space station that's going to be taking pictures of all these crazy, crazy detailed pictures of other planets and. I'm just Especially excited to be alive. Are, yeah, so they're going to be taking pictures of planets that are within like the life belt of a star system, which yeah. is 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 crazy, which means we might capture other carbon-based life within our galaxy, not our solar system, probably not. I don't want to go on another tangent, but that just made me think of another thing that I read during this whole thing, which is that there are like 20 plus other Earth-like planets that yeah. we know about. Yeah. And with Majestic 12, they've been keeping it under wraps that these other planets actually have humans on them that speak English, and they're pretty sure that this is because aliens have been just implanting humans on different Earth-bearing planets. Oh my god, we're Zerg from that, StarCraft. That basically, they're trying to figure out which version of people are is- going to get to an, a more enlightened state like aliens are and where if, they're not just like war ridden sex driven well, we're out, aren't we? no oh, see, that's the best part because <laughs> if you go to patreon.com <laughs> you can be put on that list of primaries for when the alien invasion happens of course as long you as can. you are a member of the cult of the you can be saved 
I'm you, also gonna I'm also gonna fucking post text this with saying uh, I don't believe that an actual alien invasion is coming, and you shouldn't either. But if you'd like to donate, please do. Yeah, there's no such thing as alien invasion. They've been here for a long time. We don't got to worry about that. They're yeah, they're just keeping, in the hollow interior. They're just of the keeping Earth. tabs on us at this point. I mean, Linktree.com/slash/deludipod. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/deludipod. Buy me a beer. Doc. I mean a coffee. Buy me a coffee.com slash deludipod. YouTube. Don't look on the internet. <coughs> We got two hundred subs now. Wow. Just just Google Facebook, Deludy Pod, Twitter, Instagram. We're Deludy Pod. We're Deludy Pod. Or don't look on the internet. Internet everywhere. Um, you're you're awesome. If you go to our Patreon, you're getting technically it's twelve episodes. It's now twelve. Yeah, a month. It because was eleven. We have to break down. Shifting the, yeah, sands. the shifting sands is now two episodes. You'll a get month. practically three episodes a week. Speaking of, of hearing of, us talk, so. uh, in, in one week the uh, episode three of shifting, shifting sands should come out and. I should start editing that. Probably. <laughs> Episode three of Shitting Sand. Shitting Sand. So all of you go out there. If you find an alien, uh, kiss his butt or its butt or whatever. And um, either kill it or don't. I don't know. If you're following Stardust Ranch, absolutely kill it. If you're following Project Serpo or this. You have to get a samurai sword if you kill it. That's oh, the yeah. only way. And you got to separate the head from the body. Get down on one knee and ask it to marry you. And then... Whole have alien EB children. So I just had a I had a a, a, a real quick revelation. Um, <laughs> you know you know the movie the the blockbuster movie Deadpool two. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember uh, what the fuck was that dude's name? Star or something? Oh, the, the, the alien. Yeah. Uh, Star Crush. Star Crasher. Star Crusher. Hang on, I got this. Don't Who worry. was chopped up into bits? Yeah, he went to the mulcher or something, didn't he? Was that a very very light Stardust Ranch? reference could be i'm hoping beats it was me, beats me I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt and say yes that was a, a genius move by uh by the directors of deadpool 2 um i don't know we all just remember peter though because he's the best peter i well, love when he died <laughs> after getting acids thrown up all over him yeah um, well, Star shit, Sh I, uh, Shatterstar. Shatterstar, that's what it was. Ah, yes, Shatterstar. Anyway, bye. Did you plug everything correctly? <laughs> <laughs>